Lord Jesus in the house tonight? Is he lifted high in your life? Is he lifted high in your business? Is he lifted high in your career? Is he lifted high in your marriage? Is he lifted high in your family? Is he lifted high in that situation? Even though it looks like nothing is happening, is he lifted high? Can you give him a shout of praise tonight? Can you give him a shout of victory tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Son of God is lifted high. It doesn't matter what is happening. He's lifted high. Every situation will bow before him. As we lift him high, every situation, every circumstance will bow before him. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can we celebrate him one more time as we take our seats? Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, so um, it's another beautiful privilege to be bringing us word tonight. Praise God. Okay, so when, when I walked in this evening, um, Pastor Jethro just turned to me and he wanted to shake my hand. He just, and I said, ah, Pastor Jethro, everything happened. He said, fire, fire. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> All right, so um, this month we're going to be looking at um, our identity in Christ. Okay, so our identity in Christ. Now, if you were, if you were paying attention all through IWOF, that's one thing that almost all, if not all the speakers mentioned. True or true? And whenever, okay, before I say what I want to say next, um, gaining momentum this year, if you remember, there was also something that all the speakers were repeating. What was it? Be intentional. Live this year intentionally. So whenever God, personally I've come to find that, whenever God starts to emphasize one particular thing through different people, then there's something God is addressing. There's something he's trying to, you know, um, turn around. There's, there's a situation he's trying to get some people to get out of. There's a new level that is set for some, some of us that we need to get into. So if he repeats the same thing, from different people who did not sit together to plan their messages. And when it comes to God, there are no coincidences. There are no coincidences. So when you've heard it from the first speaker, the second speaker, the third speaker, the fourth speaker, ah. If you haven't been paying too much attention, start to pay attention from that time. Because God is set to do something. So since they repeated identity, we are going to be looking at identity all through this month. So I want to encourage everyone, please do not miss services for anything. Praise God. So tonight, um, I'm trusting God to just lay the foundation and then we'll build from this um, going forward. Now, talk about identity. I- identity is simply, uh, simply um, what distinguishes you, who you are, um, um, how people um, refer to you. And that's usually when people meet you, what is the first thing you do? Or you meet people, what's the first thing you do? You tell them your name. So your name is part of identifying yourself. So it's part of your identity. Um, when you go for job interviews, the HR people will ask you to tell them about yourself. Now, your CV is right in front of them. But they will say, do what? Tell us about yourself. You know, for, for some time, I didn't understand that question. I didn't understand that statement. Tell us about yourself. In my mind, I'm thinking, should I just say my name? 
Should I talk about my work? But my CV is right in front of them. So identity is something that if you do not understand how it works, you, will, you can get confused. And if you don't know who you are, you won't get what belongs to you. You won't do the things that you're expected to do. You will always fall short. So identity is crucial. Identity is everything. Growing up, when, when, when I, um, maybe I'm sent somewhere, especially to elderly people, when I get there and I, I introduce myself, the next question they ask me is, from where? And when, I, when they ask me that question, I'm wondering, am I supposed to tell them the state I'm from? <laughs> or am I supposed to tell them the location from which I am coming? I, you know, so it used to be, I, I didn't understand it very well until after a while. Now, I'm saying all of this to say that identity is crucial. You need to know who you are. And then as Christians, a lot of us are living way below our privileges. Way below our privileges. And tonight, I'm trusting that God would help us to understand this a bit um, more. Praise God. Okay, so I, I was listening to Minister Dichie on the island yesterday, and then she shared a story. So I'm going to share that story. Is her story, and um, in, uh, copying is allowed. Yes, and you will like the story. And one of the people who is involved in the story is in service. I saw the person this evening, so well, after the service, you can go and meet her and, to corroborate it. Okay, so um, for those of you who don't know Minister Dichie, um, she's a writer. She writes scripts for movies and all of that. She has a partner in church. Um, some of us know Tokwe. And Tokwe is in church, yes. So she talk, talk, said this, um, um, they wrote a script, um, When Love Happens. And they were nominated for AMVCA Award. AMVCA is a African Magic Viewer's Choice Award. Thank you. So they were nominated, I think that was in 2015. So when they got there, it was a three days event. When they got there, they sat down, you know, like every other person, they saw that, and you know, that was their first time. So they didn't really know, people didn't know them. Of course, they knew people. So there were actors, um, male actors, female actors. Um, there were other script writers. So everybody was seated, and so they were just seated in one corner. And then after a while, they noticed um, an usher who was going around with gift packs and giving to people. Now, as the usher was sharing the gift pack, Tokwe said to Mr. Dichie, I think that these gift packs are for the nominees. Mr. Dichie just said to her, ah, better maintain yourself. <laughs> you are, you are, you're just coming. This is your first time here. You don't know anybody. Better maintain before you embarrass yourself. So she kept quiet. Then, ah, after a while, she said, no, I think that this is for nominees. And we are nominees. So she said she insisted that she was going to stand up and go and ask the usher. So she stood. And she was telling her, don't go, don't go. Just stay. Maintain yourself. Manage yourself. And we are happy that we've been nominated and we have gotten to this point. Abby? Uh-huh. Nobody knew us before. But at least wait. This one now. So but let's maintain ourselves. And so she insisted. And then she got up. And she went to meet the usher. So when she got to the usher, she said, um, excuse me. Um... Who are these gift packs for? And the usher turned and looked at her for the nominees. You know the way some of these people will look at you? They might like, you won't come beg, Abby. <laughs> you won't come beg. So they looked at her like, the usher looked at her like, so, yes, 
He said, I'm a nominee. And that's my partner seated there. He looked at them like, he said, okay. so she introduced herself. You know, her name and said, we wrote the script um, when love happens. And the usher was like, are you serious? Wow. You know, so she knew at that point because they didn't know the writers. Of course, when you watch movies, you really do not know the writers. Even if you know their names until you see them in person. So a lot of the times you won't know who they are. So she said, oh, wow, really? And then she handed the gift back to her and her partner. Now, that's not the end of the story. When they handed the um, gift pack to them, I think either it was inside the gift pack or it was the usher that made mention of this. The usher said to her, do you have, um, do you have a reservation um, in a hotel? I think a, I can't remember the name of the hotel now, but you know, one of these classic hotels. So they had made a reservation for them in the hotel and they did not know. So if she had not stood up to go and ask, they would have missed it. According to Mr. Adichie, he said they had come that day, after that day's event. You remember I said it was a three days event. So it was a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. So the Thursday was brunch, so they came and, you know, that was when they were sharing the gift packs. Their plan was to go back home at the end of that day and come back the following day and then go back and come back on Saturday for the main event. And then she now said, oh, um, you have a reservation at, uh, I think it's Eco Hotel and Suites. Um, you know, when you get there, mention your name, they'll give you the key and all that. So they went to the... And the, and the while, they, while they were there, she said, they noticed that there were people who came with their bags. I mean, those, those people had info. I mean, they knew that oh, I'm on lodging day. But they did not have any information at all. So they got to the hotel, opened the door, lo and behold, on the bed, there were chocolates and some other things on the bed. That reservation has been made for them for three days. How did they get these things? Because she stood up and introduced herself. And that's the thing. A lot of us are where we are because you are sitting down and saying, maybe this thing is not for me. Maybe I'm not qualified. Until you get up. Hmm? See, God has given us all that pertains to what? Life and godliness. But until you make a demand, until you get up and you introduce yourself, until you get up and make yourself known, you will remain there. So you can imagine if they had come for the three days and they did not realize what was you know, prepared for them, that's how they would have missed it. And that's exactly the same thing that's happening to a lot of people. People don't know who they are. A lot of Christians do not know who they are. So they, they are in between. They're like, I'm not sure whether God wants me to have good health. I'm not sure whether God wants me to have a good marriage. I'm, I'm not sure whether God wants me to have children. I'm, I'm not. No. If God has given it, he has what? He has given it. It is now left for us to what? To take it. But if you do not know that it belongs to you, how will you go and take it? If you don't even know who you are to start with, how will you go and take it? So her standing up and going to introduce herself and ask opened up that door that made them realize that they had something already planned for them. And interestingly, that is how God has created us. If you, if you go back to the creation story, you remember that um, God created everything that man will ever need. before God created man last, right? It was intentional. He created man last. He had prepared every single thing. Same thing. Before you were born, Pascal has thought this over and over. 
before any one of us was born, everything that we would need in this life has already been given to us. Everything is available. So, the thing is, do you even know first who you are and then what belongs to you? So, for, for, for me, basically, it's, it's majorly an issue of identity crisis. It's an identity crisis. Confusion. Not setting. Not exact. Not knowing exactly, you know, who I am and what belongs to me. Now, there's this thing I call um, an, uh, the identity triangle. So, I'll try to explain it. So, please follow me. Identity triangle. I'm talking about triangles. There are different types of triangles. You have the isosceles triangle. You have the obtuse triangle. You have the right, right angle triangle. Which other one do we have? The acute. Um, maybe there's something like acute. Uh, some people, some of us are brains still sharp. We still remember. But somebody, somebody saying who triangle help? After learning all those things in school, who help? <laughs> Praise God. All right, so. I, I just, like I said, I have something I call um, the identity triangle. So it's basically, of course, we know what the triangle is like. You have a point here, a point here, a point here. Now, I don't care whether it's isosceles or obtuse or right angle. I don't care. I just, I'm just, it's just a triangle. So just take it as a triangle. All right? Now, at this point, I'll just draw an imaginary point. So please follow me. As I'm drawing it, draw it in your mind as well. So at this point, you have point one, point two, and then point three. Or this point, this point, and this point. Now, at this point where, was where God created man. Praise God. God created man and placed man here. The man fell to this point. When man fell to this point, Jesus came to this point on that same level to redeem man, to restore the identity that was lost. You know, when man fell, man lost the identity. That was where all the wahala started. So Jesus came at this point to restore man back to where God initially put man. Are we following? Now, let's look at the scripture. Genesis chapter 1 verse 21. Genesis chapter 1 um, from verse 21 to 26. My screen is not on. Genesis 21, Genesis 1, 21. Okay, so I'm going to be forced to turn. Okay, so it says, um, And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly afterwards. I want us to note something. After their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 22. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters. Now, man was not the first creature that God says be fruitful and multiply. Man was not the first creature. Okay? At least from this scripture we can see that. Um, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. Verse 23. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Next verse. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures afterwards, after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth afterwards, his kind. And it was so. Next verse. 
and God made the beast of the earth afterwards his kind. You notice what's after his kind, after their kind. And cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Now, verse 26. This, way, this was where God made man. He says, and God said, let us, please, DJ, give me this in Amplified. Verse 26 in Amplified. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When it came to creating you, God called a meeting of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when God created the other creatures, there was no meeting. Praise God. Are we following? So you are never alone. From beginning, you have never been alone. Before you were created, you were never alone. As you are sitting there, you are not alone. Alright, so he says, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in what? Our image, according to our likeness. Not physical, but a spiritual word, personality and moral likeness. When it came to creating um, the beds of the earth, um, the cattle and all the other animals. How did God create them? After their kind. So there was a particular kind that God created animals. You know that, if we look at this scripture, do you know that God could have created us after a particular kind that is different from him? Do, do you know that? God could have created it. Now, if God had created it, do you think we will still be superior to the animals? Okay. Do you think we will receive it superior to the animals? God could, have, God could make us superior to the animals. He, was just, he would just give us a command and say, this being is more superior to every other being. So it, could, it was still possible. Praise God. But he chose to make us after his own likeness. I don't know if you are getting this. See, you are not just made... You were not just made after a particular kind, after a particular species. You were made like God. That is where our identity lies, in God. You did not come um, to earth just like anything or just like anybody. No. God made you in his image and after his own likeness. He called a meeting to make you. That is where your identity lies. He could have made us separate. He could have made us separate. So he says, and let them have complete what? Authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Say to yourself, I'm special. I'm not just like anybody. You are special. God made you in his image and after his likeness. So God made you to be at this point. Then of course we know what happened in Genesis chapter 3. DJ quickly, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. 
verse 5. Genesis 3, 5. Okay, so it says, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. For God... Please give me um, NKJV. NKJV. For God knows that in the day you eat of it. This, is, this was the devil speaking to um, Eve, speaking to mankind. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Who were they like? Who were they like before? That's how somebody will come and tell you that you are poor. Are you poor? No. Are you poor? Somebody will come and tell you you are sick. Are you sick? This is what the devil does. He will come and tell you what <laughs> he will come and tell you what you are not. Or he will come and tell you, try to make you believe that you are not something that you are. He will come and try to make you he would, uh, it's, uh, God knows that if you go out and you sleep with somebody you are not married to, he knows that if you do it, you will find fun in it. He's saying, for God knows in the day that you eat. In other words, he's trying to tell them that there's something God knows and you don't know. He's saying, God knows something that you do not know. In other words, God did not make you complete. He's hiding some things from you. Now, how would you tempt people who live in paradise? How? how can, what can you tempt people in paradise with? As in, they are not trusting God for anything. They are not believing God for anything. Everything they need is available. How do you tempt such people and then make them fall? Think about it. It's just to come and tell you that there is something that you don't have, Joe. You are not married. If you are not married, you are not complete. You are married, you don't have children, you are not complete. Don't get me wrong. Having children is fantastic and everyone that desires it will have it. But it doesn't make you incomplete. It doesn't make you incomplete. If you're saying that you're single, you're not married, you're not complete, it doesn't make you incomplete. Praise God. It does not in any way make you incomplete. So we know the story. So he's trying to sell you a lie. Don't buy the lie of the devil. Don't buy the lies of the devil. If, see, if you know who you are, there are certain things you won't do. If you know who you are, there are places you won't go. If you know who you are, there are people you won't associate with. If you know who you are, you won't change figures. Because God did not make you to change figures. If you know who you are, there are some things that people will not come to you and tell you. Yeah. Ordinarily knowing you, they will not come. There was a day in school. I was, I was going for class and um, the lecture hall, the lecture hall was upstairs, yeah. So I was coming underneath, I was under the, I was coming up, climbing the staircase. So I heard some of my classmates talking. They didn't know I was there. So, you know, I heard people talking. So I stopped at some point. And I overheard one of them say, if Kingsley is here, he will not agree to this. I don't know what it was we were discussing. I just heard that comment. If he was here, he will not agree to this. For them to say that, 
I am sure that what they were saying was not godly. Yeah, I can't tell it wasn't godly. And I think people should be able to say that about us. You shouldn't be the one that people will come to, to come and talk to, you know, about certain things. Because you are not like them. You are different. You are different. Yes, man has fallen. And God is taking us back. Um, Jesus has come to restore us. And when you are not sure about something, hmm, please go back to God. When, when, the, when the devil was tempting Eve, did you know that Eve could have gone back to ask God? She could have gone back. So when people come to you and you are not sure, like, okay, mm, am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to do this? Go back to God and ask him. Never be in a hurry. Somebody called me on Sunday. So there's this, it's like a job offer, you know, that was coming. And, and you know, ah, the devil, eh? you know, the Bible says that he's uh, cunning. Uh, let's, DJ, uh, give me Genesis 3.1. He's very subtle. He says, um, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. When the devil comes to you, hmm, he doesn't come straight up. He will do what? He will come cunningly. And that's the, that is where a lot of people can't detect. They don't even know that the devil is already tempting them. A lot of the times you would have fallen or almost fallen before you realize that this is not of God. So the guy called me and he was talking and he said, um, uh, there's one thing, one thing like that, that um, there's this job, blah, blah, blah. He, told, he gave me all the details and everything. And when I heard it, it sounded very good though. Very tempting. Very, very. I won't tell you, <laughs> I won't tell you the amount. <laughs> so, but it was, it was good. And he now added something. He now said, but there's something you need to do to get it. You know, immediately he mentioned that thing. It didn't sit well. It didn't sit well with me. I just thought to myself, my mind, I'm like, so when we finished, he said, okay, he will send me the details and all that, 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 the following day and all. So he said, I should send my CV. So I sent my CV. I did not have peace after we had that conversation. Now, everything was fine when he was telling me everything until he mentioned something that I knew was out of place. And as a child of God, as one that understands his or her identity in Christ, there are certain things that when people come to you and they mention, at that point that they mention that thing, you should know that something is off. But you know what a lot of people do? They know there's something awful. In their mind, they're like, ah, she be other people, they do them. That other people are doing it doesn't mean you should do it. That they are doing it doesn't mean you should do it. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. God has called you out to be separate. So you cannot say, well, I could have, I could have done that thing, no. Do you understand? I could have just accepted it and closed it and then go. So when I was discussing, that, um, discussing it with my wife, I told her everything. So just, I said, if, if, it's, if it's like this, you say, no, no. See, if, if you get something, hmm? if the devil presents something and paints it in a way and you know it is wrong hmm? and you accept it, you cannot come out and stand and say, God did it. You can't say that. 
You know, that's what they love. Some people will go, they will do, Magomago, do all of those things. And then they'll come and, ah, God, don't do Amo. But deep down their heart, you know, say, now they walk them. <laughs> they walk them. They use something, walk the thing. It is either it is God or it's not God. So when, it, when the guy told me that, in, from that Sunday, from that Sunday till, till yesterday, okay, it was yesterday finally. So I just called him back. I just said, say, guy, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not okay with this. And then the guy started, he, he went, ah. <laughs> he went, eh. That is how some people miss opportunities and all of those things. And all that, that, that uh, he had other people that he could have spoken to. I said, oh, guys, it's not too late now. Abi, you can't give me something. I said, I don't want. Abi, other people, they did there, reach out to them and give it to them. I refused it because I know who I am. It did not sit well with me. You might be in the audience tonight and there's something that somebody has spoken to you about and you know. See, one sign, very simple. Like I told you, I didn't have peace. One sign is, see, if you lose your peace about anything, just know that God is not there. Ah, just know God is not there. If you lose your peace, if you keep thinking about it, ah, this thing, ah, is he of God? Once you start asking, is he of God? Is he not of God? Go back to God and talk to him. Go and ask him. So the guy said, you know, he now sent me a voice note. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He sent me a voice note. So when I woke up this morning, when I saw the voice note, can you guess? No, not what is it. I did till now. I have not listened to it. <laughs> I have not listened to the voice note. Now, of course, he can't convince me because I already told him I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And that is how God expects each and every one of us to live. Now, it may look like an opportunity. Because the Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is what? It's destruction. It's destruction. If you are here tonight, the Holy Spirit is just making me repeat this. If you are here tonight, and there is a decision you want to make, and it is not sitting well, you are losing peace over it. That thing is not of God. If you, if you have to take time to pray about it, please take time to pray about it. Take time to pray about it. And never be in a hurry. See, a lot of the times when people make such decisions like that in a hurry, they end up making the wrong decisions. What's the worst that will happen? And that one don't go, another one will come. But if it is of God, if it is for me, it will come to me. I will get a hold of it. I will lambano it. Praise God. I will lambano it. But if it's not for me, if it is sugar-coated by the devil, I know that, uh, Satan gets sweet mouth. Sweet mouth. He's very cunning. But if it's sugar-coated by the devil, I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in it. Praise God. Alright, so man, man fell. Of course, you know, we know the story, so I don't want to go into this story. And then Jesus came to restore us. Um, John chapter 1 verse 12, please. So, like I said, the um, identity triangle, God created man to be here. Man fell to this point, and Jesus came at this point to restore man back to God. To restore that connection back to God. John chapter 1 verse 12. It says, but as many as received him. Have you received him? Received him? I can't hear you. Have you received him? 
to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become what? The children of God to those who believe on his name. I, I know what I'm going to say is something that we hear over and over and over and over and over again. But I'll just say it. You are a child of God. Don't ever forget that. So when, when people are offering you things, when, the, you know, when, you, when you are faced with temptation, when you are faced with certain things, always remember that you are a child of God. Um, a lot of our parents, I'm sure, um, have said to a lot of us at some point in our life, remember the son and daughter of, of who you are. How many of us are our parents say that? <laughs> Almost everybody here. Why do they say that? Because you are representing a family. You are representing a house. You are representing a community. As you are seated here, you are representing the body of Christ. Don't bring shame to it. Praise God. Don't do what? Don't bring shame. Because, you know, I hear people say things like, see all this Christian self. I hear people say, the, uh, you know, there are some things that, they are, that, that are hard to say. There are things that are hard to say. You see, some people say Christians are the worst to do business with. Have you ever heard that? Oh, but why should? It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. And that's because there are Christians who, I don't know whether they forget that they are Christians or they forget who they really are. And then they find that they, they just live anyhow. They do things anyhow. You can't live anyhow. You can't do things anyhow. You're representing God. Just like your parents would say, remember the son or daughter of who you are. Anytime you are faced with something like that, remember the son and daughter of who you are. That's God. If you can remember, see, every time you remember that, that, that urge, that zeal, that desire, to do that thing that is wrong, will die. I heard the preacher say um, something very interesting. The preacher said, a lot of the times when people are tempted and they fall, it is because they chose to put God aside. Now, remember, God is with you how many times? All the time. And a lot of times, we just drag him, drag him through all of those things. So, People just put God aside and then they just go ahead and do what they want to do. So the man, the, the minister said, one of the ways, <laughs> one of the ways that uh, you can help yourself is, for instance, for instance, if you want to sleep with somebody you're not married to, you just say, let us pray. <laughs> Immediately you say that in even your mind, what will happen? What will happen? See, if it was like a spell or something that was cast on you, what would happen? It will fall. It will clear. So, knowing and having that consciousness of who you are will save you from a lot of things. It will save you from a lot of things. Because you're a child of God, you can't live anyhow. You can't go anywhere. You can't, you can't give up easily. You cannot give up easily. You can't give up easily. You can't be faced with situations and you just say, ah, man, I don't think, I can't deal. I can't, can't. You can't get to that point where you say you give up. When you were created, 
you had God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You have what it takes to overcome that situation. Jesus came to restore us back. He came to restore us back to where we fell from. That is the truth. You may not feel like it. How many of us heard um, Pastor Andy Osakwe during IWAP say, even though he was feeling fear, but he knows that he's not afraid. That is how we should be. So sometimes you may be feeling fear. It doesn't mean that you are afraid. And that brings me to my next point, which is focus on your true self. Um, what's your true self? Your spirit. Focus on your true self. Let's look at um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 as I wrap up. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. King James, then, do you have the voice? Ah, I would have loved to read that translation. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Okay, so, um, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, let's look at this scripture. It says, do not be what? Conformed, but be what? Transformed. The world can only make you conform. The world cannot transform you. When it comes to God's word, God's word will not make you conform. God's word will transform you. There's a difference. Now, when it comes to conformity, um, I would have loved to read the voice. Anyway, let me just paraphrase. Now, in the voice translation, let me see if I can find it from my own Bible. In the voice translation, it talks about um, a mold. Can you, can you get me a, a version that talks about mold? Do not be, um, don't fit into the mold of this world or something like that. Don't fit into the mold of this world. Okay, so while they are looking for it, let me go ahead and explain. Okay, voice, thank you very much. He said, do not allow this world to what? Mold you into its own image. Now, a mold is a, for this seat you are sitting on, the plastic seat. The way they manufacture it is there's something called a mold. All the plastic plates, if you have ever worked in a factory, you understand what I mean. The machine, there's a machine for, you know, and then you have molds. Now, the machine can produce any type of plastic within its size, but they have to insert different molds into it. I've worked in the factory before, so I know. Now, they get the raw material. The raw material has a color like, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's not white. It's, I think, it's kind of colorless. And then, they have coloring. They will mix it with the material and then pour it inside the machine. Now, it goes through a process. It is heated up and then it becomes very soft and becomes like water. It becomes very watery. And it is passed into the mold and it's cooled under very um, under a particular temperature so that it comes out almost immediately. So what happens is that mold, whatever that, in, uh, whatever that uh, um, product is, takes the mold or the shape. It takes the shape of the mold. And that is what this place is telling us. There is a, when it comes to the world, there's a mold. A mold of fear. A mold of unbelief. A mold of lack. A mold of poverty. A mold of hopelessness. 
the world wants to wants you to conform. The world want, the world wants to shape you into that so that you remain there. But God, on the other hand, wants you to be transformed. He says, instead, be transformed from where? Inside out. By what? Renewing your mind. As a result, you'll be able to discern what God's will um, and, and, and all that. So, God wants you to be transformed. God doesn't want you to be formed into a mold. And you get transformed when you fix your eyes on him. Because I know that people will be wondering, okay, so how do I maintain this identity? How, how do I live conscious of it? Just one way. You need to keep your eyes on God. Isaiah 26, 3 says, And he will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Because we what? He trusts. You need to keep your eyes on God. Remember the story of Peter in the Bible? When he walked on the water. Jesus said to him, come. As long as he kept his focus on Jesus, he walked. But when he took his face off, he took his gaze off Jesus, he started to sink. And that's what's happening to a lot of people. So tonight, I want, to, I want to encourage everyone here tonight. Please, keep your eyes on God. Don't allow the world mold you. See, there, a lot of crazy things are happening. We don't even want to talk about, don't talk about the exchange rate. Let's not talk about that tonight. Praise God. It, see, all those things will happen. We live in a falling world. Things might not get better in the world, but things will get better for us. Because our focus and our gaze is on God. So we need to keep reminding ourselves and then keep our focus on God. Spend time with God. Spend quality time and quantity time. This, see, I understand quality time. You may do five minutes quality time. But trust me, five minutes quality time and then out of 24 hours, let's say maybe you sleep for six hours and then the remaining... Um, how many, how many hours will be left? That, how many hours out of 24, 6, that's 8. 18 hours. 18 hours you are out there in the world. The world is bombarding you with bad news. The world is bombarding you with a lot of things that are going on in the world. You need to spend more time in God's presence. And that is why coming to church is crucial. Don't allow anybody... See, the devil will sell you a lie and tell you, all this one that you have been coming to church, what has changed? But guess what? Something is changing from the inside out. Something is changing. As you hear the word, the seed is being planted and it changes. See, whether you, there there is something happening in you as you are seated here. For every time you come to God's presence, you can't, see, you don't go back the same way. So don't let the devil sell you that lie. Don't buy it. The more you come, the more you know who you are. The more you take your stand, the more you make demand, and the more you get what belongs to you. Praise God. So don't let the devil sell you a lie. Don't let him sell you a lie. Keep coming. Keep trusting. Keep focusing. Keep developing your time. Keep developing. Keep staying in God's presence. If situations face you, remember who you are. Don't bow to the pressure of this world. One day all of this will come to an end. Praise God. That situation will come to an end. Everything that has a beginning has an end. That thing has an end. You just need to stand 
your ground. Help me tell your neighbor, stand your ground. Tell another person, stand your ground. Tell them, I am a child of God. I am more than conqueror. Hallelujah. Has somebody been blessed tonight?